Hello everyone, Alexandra Nyamoya here. Welcome to the second installment of this blockchain theme, Unajoa, featuring Ronit Goose. Ronit is Global Head of Banking, Fintech and Digital Assets for City Global Insights, a division of Citigroup, one of the biggest financial services companies in the world. This is Unajua, where we offer minimal actionable responses to important questions in about 15 minutes or less. And it's also where we offer you the opportunity to earn some African Tech Roundup tokens as a thank you for listening. But before we dive into this week's episode, let's do this. For a chance to earn some African Tech Roundup token, here's a question you need to answer. What African country recently launched a central bank digital currency on its Independence Day? Stay listening to the end of the episode for the answer to the question and for how to earn that token. On this episode, Ronit will address how, in light of all the new digital money in the world today, incumbent financial institutions distinguish between notions of money and currency. He will also speak to some of the distinctive ways that the industry defines and distinguishes terms like cryptocurrency, commercial bank money, central bank money, electronic money, and stable coin. Here's Ronit. So money is a really old idea. The concept of money goes back to the dawn of civilization. As culture changes, technology changes, society changes, money changes with it. And what we're living through right now, obviously, as we move into an increasingly digital age, uh, with or without blockchain, we're in an increasingly digital age. Money is changing to reflect that digital world we live in. Now, the oldest form of money is Clay tablets goes back to Mesopotamia, the Near East. Um, these are the oldest pieces of recorded writing, in fact, in civilization. They weren't stories or love stories or poems. It's IOUs, debt contracts, effectively money, which then became clay tokens, coins. Some of the oldest recorded coins are from like six centuries before Christ in what is modern day Turkey today, Anatolia. And then around 800, 980, around then we have banknotes start emerging or paper money, not banknotes, paper money, uh, almost you could say fiat money in China, where the ruler said, this piece of paper has value because it's got my name on it. Uh, that's fiat money. And then recently, you know, we've obviously been through all kinds of forms of money, plastic money, whatever. But now we're in this world of digital money. And we're moving from what we call digital money 1.0 to digital money 2.0. Let me explain the difference between 1.0 and 2.0. Digital money 1.0 is putting onto computers, putting online the existing banks banking system. Digital money 2.0 is a whole different type of technology. It's typically blockchain-based technology, and it has specific functionalities and implications. So digital money 2.0 means, let's put this in simple terms, like if you was sitting next to me, I could hand over a coin or a banknote. I could directly transfer value person to person or whatever constituted value in, in, our, you know, in the society we lived in. Now, with digital money 2.0, I can do that electronically. And I don't need to go via an institution. It doesn't need to go through a telecom company balance sheet or a bank balance sheet or a central bank. I can transfer a digital token from me to you directly. In fact, it's a very, you could say, almost the oldest form of value transfer, person to person, disintermediating institutions. That's what digital money 2.0 is about. Now, obviously, we all live in societies and institutions. So most of us, even when we do get digital money 2.0, 
be it CBDCs or you know, use Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, most of us will probably still keep it in digital wallets or in institutions rather than keep it directly on our person for safety reasons, for convenience reasons, etc. So we're not going to go to a fully decentralized world, in my view, anytime soon. But the technology allows you to do that. That's how money is changing. And all institutions are grappling with this emerging change, whether they're commercial banks, central banks, governments, it's turning things upside down in many ways. Think about what money is. Money is an, it's a promise that I'll give you value. It's an IOU. If I have a banknote, it's like an IOU from the central bank or the government, right? And we transfer that banknote person to person. It's an IOU, it's a promise. So a banknote is central bank money, or in some countries, the banknote is printed and issued by a commercial bank. It's commercial bank money. Central bank money is the liability of a central bank. So for much of the 20th century, Many countries were on what's called the gold standard. You could theoretically walk into your central bank with your banknote and say, here's my dollar. I want my bit of gold, please. Now, in the 1970s, that began to change in the US and other countries. Countries came off the gold standard. So you couldn't walk into a central bank and say, I want my gold. It became basically a promise that there'd be value. And because central bank regulates the financial system, that promise in most particularly well-functioning societies, is held up. It's, so when you think about it is, a central bank money is a liability to the central bank. I can go to the central bank and get value. Commercial bank money, exactly the same. It's the liability of a commercial bank. Now, the format of that money, as I said, can be a banknote. It could be an electronic entry on a ledger, electronic ledger, i.e., your online bank account. The format can be in all kinds of formats, paper, physical, electronic. But the key thing is to think about it as, who owes who? Liabilities. Now, cryptocurrencies are interesting because they're not the liability of any institution. Unlike central bank money or commercial bank money, cryptocurrencies are a decentralized transfer of digital value. And that value is based on supply and demand. If it's a, if it's a Bitcoin, it has no fixed value in fiat currency terms. It's, it's not a liability of anyone. And the settlement process, the, i.e. the transfer of the value, is based on algorithms. It's based on the solving of very complicated maths problems or algorithms. E-money and stablecoins are interesting. So stablecoins, like a cryptocurrency, can be blockchain-based could be tokenized. But unlike pure cryptocurrencies, the value isn't based on supply and demand. The stablecoin value is normally linked, hence the word stable, it's normally linked to an external reference. So typically, it could be the US dollar, it could be gold, it could be, it's an external reference. And stablecoins are pretty controversial at the moment, in particularly in regulatory circles, because regulators are keen to point out and rightly so, that they don't represent value in the same way that central bank money represents value, i.e. liability. There's no guarantee that you're going to get your money. It's a promise, but there's no guarantee you're going to get your value. It's not like a US dollar. It sounds a little bit like the dollar. I mean, the analogy I use is it's a bit like watching a foreign movie with dubbing. You know, you're not hearing the underlying sound. You think you are, but it's you think you're seeing the same story, but it's it's not the same story. E-money e -money is quite a fluid term. 
Some people use e-money to mean liabilities issued by non-bank financial institutions like e-money companies. Other people use e-money just to mean some form of digital money. It can be used in very specific legalistic terms, i.e. the liability of an e-money institution, or it can mean generically, oh, this is some kind of digital money. And so just be careful when you're using the term e-money. But the way I would think about if you're doing a categorization of money the one simple way or very clear way legally is think about it as whose liability is it? As in who can I go and get the value back from? That's the key. Right. Thanks for listening. But before we wrap, here's the answer to this week's proof of play question. What African country recently launched a central bank digital currency on its Independence Day? The answer is Nigeria. For a chance to earn some African Tech Roundup token, go ahead and fill out the Google form linked in the show notes with your name, email address, silo address, and the correct answer to today's question. If you don't already have a social token wallet and silo address, get with the program by signing up at wallet.socialstack.co. You can share your comment by leaving a 60-second voice note. Until next time, take care.